to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. Everyone, I'm your host, Austin, and it has been a hot second since I did uh, a Sunday sit rep. Um, I, I felt that this would be a good time to talk about several things, primarily the midterm elections that are coming up. Those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that we try to avoid getting ultra-political on this podcast. Um, I think given the scope of this podcast and the things that we focus on here, the things we discuss, uh, the things that we hold important, right? A lot of that does, unfortunately, you know, roll back to certain ways of life, which does roll back to certain political leanings. Let's say that political leanings, political views, whatever have you. So unfortunately, sometimes, you know, politics gets pulled into it and it's an interesting discussion. Uh, and I, I, I do kind of want to get into my thoughts on a few different topics as we head into it's, it's already next. It's going to be next week, right? Election day for the midterm elections, which could have gigantic ramifications uh, on how our future looks just to be completely frank and honest. But before I get into that, because I'm going to get going, you guys know me, and I, you know, once I get started, it doesn't really let up. So before I, I, I dive headfirst into everything that's been going on lately, talking about the importance of the midterm elections and maybe things that some of you guys might not know, got to say thank you to our presenting sponsor here on the podcast, EclipseHolsters.com. Guys, holidays are here, all right? We are officially two months out from Christmas. So if you're looking for a great gift for that gun-carrying member of your family, somebody who's a firearms enthusiast, they have their CPL. I just talked to a buddy, uh, you know, Friday night, had dinner with them and a couple other friends. Hey, man, I finally got my CPL. Cool, man. Here, check out EclipseHolsters.com. Pick up a holster for your firearm. Make sure you can carry safely. Jess and her team do outstanding work making great holsters enable you to carry safely. They protect that trigger guard. They're going to retain the weapon for you. They hooked you guys up. Discount code, prepared mindset, all one word. It's going to save you 20% off your order. 20%, all right? Additionally, spend over 100 bucks. They're going to upgrade you to free uh, two-day FedEx shipping, which beats the pants off of standard USPS, like three to seven business day, whatever it is, more if they lose your package. And, you know, uh, as the, the holidays pick up, we all know how that goes as well. Whether you guys need a holster, you know, light bearing, non-light bearing, in the waistband, out the waistband, whatever colors you want, Eclipse does amazing work. Like I, I can't say that enough. I say it every time I talk about them, and it's it it's just it's true. They have great, great quality, lifetime warranty, satisfaction, guaranteed. We're thrilled to be partners with them. I have several of their holsters uh, for the 43X that I carry daily. I have a TLR6 light on it. So I carry with their Sirius in the waistband with the concealment wing, with the discrete carry concepts clip, and then I use one of their mag pouches, carry that uh, up front in appendix, and I love it. Super comfortable, easy to put on, easy to take off, easy to adjust, and they have a ton of other options. You know, if you're looking to carry in a fanny pack or something, their Zero G can be mounted with Velcro rather than a holster clip. If you're looking for something for your wife or your girlfriend, uh, you know, the Alti-Clip options as well as the discrete carry clip options are really, really great. They work really well securely attaching the holster to your garment. Tons of options. They do concealed carry belts, core belts on the site. Again, concealed uh, carry options galore over on EclipseHolsters.com. Our discount code 
one more time for you, prepared mindset, all one word. It's going to save you 20% off your order. They're going to guarantee three business days or less. That order is going to be packed up and on its way to you. And like I said, spend over a hundred bucks upgraded to two day FedEx shipping. So you can maximize your effectiveness. You can immediately have access to your firearm in a great quality holster without having to wait a three month turnaround time. Eclipseholsters.com. But all right. <clears throat> also got to mention our Patreon guys, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. We're doing some really cool stuff on there. It is the next step in growth and evolution for what we're doing here to try and offset the cost of what we do monthly, as well as enable us to do a little bit more for you guys. Head on over to the Patreon page. We have all of our targets are publicly accessible and completely free right now. Check those out. Encourage you guys to shoot a couple of them. Tell me, you know, post your times, post your par times. There's not a stated par time yet because... You know, I, I personally feel that, you know, measuring yourself against somebody else is not always the best way to grow. So check those out. If you join, become a patron, uh, you get access to some exclusive uh, audio content, some exclusive video content, blogs, articles, all kinds of good stuff going on over there on the Patreon page. Again, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod please consider stopping by and donating to help support the podcast. And that's it. So now, got that out of the way, <clears throat> we're going to jump into midterm elections. You know, next week is midterm elections. Um, you know, beginning of November, same time every two years, whether it's a primary uh, or presidential election, right, or it's the midterm. And we know what things have been like the last two years, right? Uh, I will, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, there's certainly things that Donald Trump could have done better as president. I don't think anybody has any uh, allusion to that, right? However, I think that if we look at what we've been dealing with for the past two years, I, I would think we can all agree that things have not been great. I would think we can all agree that a lot of things have gotten worse in this country. Oh, the Biden administration walked us out of the pandemic. The Democrats made the moves that we needed as a people to get out of COVID. And it, I mean, that's really not fair. You know, there were uh, things put in place at the end of the Trump presidency that fast tracked the vaccine that the, the Democrats are, you know, shoving down everyone's vein, right? Oh, boosters galore. And, you know, I think I got the alert uh, yesterday, might have been Friday. Anyway, finally got a notification that zero counties in the, in the state of Michigan, both Upper and Lower Peninsula, now zero counties have recommendations for masks. So we've officially moved out of the COVID era here in Michigan. It only took us two and a half years. Like, that's, that's crazy shit, right? So I don't think it's appropriate to credit the Biden administration with that as a victory. Additionally, I don't think it's appropriate to credit them with recover uh, or creating hundreds of thousands of new jobs to, to kickstart the economy. When you and your administration shut down the economy, you sent us into lockdown, you continued keeping us in lockdown, you strangled small businesses, and part of this happened under the Trump administration, right? But definitely, definitely worse in the blue states that were run by Democratic governors, like the great state of Michigan where I reside. Okay, here, uh, you know, Gretchen Whitmer, our governor, is up for re-election, 
not a huge fan of Tudor Dixon, uh, who is opposing her in this election um, for a couple of reasons I'll get into. But the Democrats cannot take credit for just replacing the jobs that they killed off with mandatory lockdowns, shutting down small businesses while allowing large corporations like Home Depot and Walmart to stay in business. You know, because that was that was one narrative that got thrown out there. Oh, you don't need to be going to Home Depot. You don't need to be going to to Walmart to shop. That's a super spreader uh, event or, or, you know, whatever. And it's your fault. You're going to get us all sick. You don't need that. I I can't even tell you how many people I, I saw on my social media posting all that shit within the first like two months, you know, March and April of 2020. Oh, you should just go to a small business, go to the small businesses where there's less people and it's safer there and support small business. But then those same politicians that supported those ideas and threw those ideas out there and that people voted, you know, these these idiots spouting this nonsense voted for turn around and they shut down these small businesses. They made it illegal for them to be open and conduct business and try and maintain their way of life and you 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 know businesses got were killed families suffered and continue to suffer let's not even talk about this uh travesty of the relief programs and relief packages and how long we threw out unemployment money oh my god i mean if we hadn't shut down all the jobs to begin with that never would have been an issue now i'm not saying that the lockdowns were necessarily a bad thing i think that uh in a in a different scope in a different scope, I think that the lockdowns were a good idea. I think had we truly stuck to two weeks to flatten the curve or a month to flatten the curve, I think it would have been okay. I think the months and months uh, of oppressive uh, tactics, right? Because a lot of this was for political gain. It really was. A lot of this was done politically. I really didn't like how, uh, I mean, both sides really weaponized this pandemic. I would say I would. I feel that the left... The Democrats, the liberals, whatever you want to say, I feel like they did a, a better job of using this as a tool and as a weapon and leveraging people's fear to get what they wanted out of things like the election, obviously, with, between Trump and Biden. I think they did a great job of leveraging this to put us in a terrible position as a country. And I think that's why it's important coming into this midterm election I mean, I don't want to say you need to vote only Republican. Uh, certainly, the Republican Party has its shortfalls and has a lot of issues. But I, 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 come on, guys, look at what's going on. A, get out and vote. You have to get out and vote. You're a citizen of this country. You have to live here and deal with this. What you know, what the ramifications of this are, and y- your voice is a contri- directly contributing factor. Your vote is a direct contribution to our direction and what may either hopefully help steer us away from uh, a you know a history making recession as things inflation is at all time high. We haven't seen inflation at this level in the United States since Jimmy Carter was president. The fucking 70s when we had gas rationing and gas shortages, guys. Think about that. Think about that. And do you think then it's any surprise that immediately after that we had two Republican presidents in a row? Usually things flip-flop back and forth, right? You have a Republican president, whether it's one or two terms, and then you have a Democrat president, whether it's one or two terms. And that goes back to Republican, right? Because after Reagan, you know, or sorry, after Bush Sr., we saw Clinton, who was Democrat. Then we saw Bush Jr., who was Republican. 
Then we saw Obama, who's a Democrat. Then we saw Trump, who's a Republican. You know what I mean? Like, we don't see party repetition that often. I do think, and this might be an oversimplification, I think people saw what happens under a lot of, you know, some of the, the poor decisions that some Democratic leadership can make. And that's why we ended up possibly right with two terms for Reagan. And people loved Reagan. Um, for a lot of reasons. He's also, in some people's minds, the father of modern gun control, but I digress. And then Bush Sr., you know, one-term Republican president. So, I mean, something to consider there, but you have to get out and vote. You have to get out and vote. If you want any of this to get better, guys, I don't know where you're listening, but here in the U.S., in Michigan at least, we're finally, we're starting to see gas drop to around 380 a gallon. I've also, in the same token, in the last, in, in the last, within the last month, within the last probably three weeks, I've seen gas as high as four dollars and fifty cents a gallon. I mean, when Trump was in office, we were at two dollars, less than half of that. What was the first thing that Biden did when he got into office? Think about it for a second. What was the first thing he did when he got in office? Was he signed that stupid fucking bill to shut to shut down the oil pipeline? He killed off like 15,000 jobs. Great. That's great for the economy because remember, that that's his big thing, right? He wanted to talk about that in the State of the Union. He wants to talk about that every time he gets on the stupid fucking microphone. Oh, our economy is great. Nope, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. Our economy is great. We're doing great. We're coming back. I've created so many new jobs. Again, you can't count the ones that you just replaced that you took away as creating new jobs. That's like a net zero gain. And inflation being as high as it is, that's that's not good indicators of our economy. We still have supply and demand issues because of the COVID protocols that were put into effect with importation and exportation of goods. Look at your grocery stores. Guys, it's $5 for a bag of chips. A bag of fucking Doritos, $5. Like, I remember, you know, okay, maybe like $2.50, $3, $3.50. Oh, if it was the special ones or an extra big family size bag, then maybe you were at 5 bucks or something, right? $5 for a bag of Doritos that's half air anyways. Like, or more, 6 or $7 for chips, guys, chips. Look at the shelves. You can't find, oh, hey, you can't find real fruit juice. All we got is this other shit. The shelves are half empty. I remember, you know, it's getting colder. So, hey, I, like, I like soup when it's cold. You know, I go buy some Campbell's Chunky. Like, I, I like I like soup. Go look, and the shelf is half empty. We just, because there just isn't, there isn't anything to put on the shelves. This is what socialism looks like, folks. If you think that this, if you're one of the people that was still a holdout thinking that socialism makes sense, this is what socialism looks like. I mean, and thank God we have one of these appeals courts that's blocking or put a temporary stay on the bill that the Democrats fucking forced through to pay off 10 grand worth of student loan debt. So, you know, I try not to talk about finances too much on this on this podcast. Part of it's because work tells me I shouldn't. But here's how this works, all right? As you release more money into the economy, it think about supply and demand, right? And you flood the market with something like Beanie Babies. Let's say Beanie Babies, right? All the same one. You went from having 5,000 Dalmatian Beanie Babies out there to 50,000. Now there's they're everywhere. So now you have an a super, super high supply, and because they're so easy to get, the demand is super low. There's not much demand for those because there's so many out there you can go out and get it. It's really, really easy. The value of that Beanie Baby may drop below MSRP. Charge $5 for it. You might be able to buy it in the secondary market for a buck because they're just everywhere, right? Adversely, 
if you don't release any more limited edition, right? Put those 5,000 out there, you know, and people are buying them and maybe out there on the market for sale, there's only 200 because they're so sought after. That value goes up instead of the $5 it's being charged, maybe it's worth a hundred bucks. The value of that Dalmatian Beanie Baby has gone way through the roof. Demand, the supply went way, way, way down. So that means that the demand is way up. Higher the demand, higher the price, right? So follow me here. As we release more and more and more and more American currency out into our economy and the global economy, the American dollar loses its value, folks. Both here in our country and internationally, which is why we're seeing we're seeing prices rise so fucking much. It's not like the it's not like our our jobs are paying us more money. I don't I don't for one instant think that I'm going to get to my uh, you know year end review or have my year end discussion with my boss. And sit down and they're going to go, you know what, things are tough right now. We're giving you 15%. I'll be lucky if I see two. Most of us are lucky if we see two. That's what they consider to be keeping up with inflation. It's also why we see job markets where people stay at a job for a year or two years, you know, four or five at the most, and then they jump to the next place. They'll pay them more money because they kind of have to make more money. But I digress. So as we're sending billions and billions, because I think we're almost about $80 billion, something like that. I could be off on that number. Um, I know our first... Our first shipment of cash over to Ukraine was like 40 billion, 40 some billion, which is a shitload. And then how much money are we spending on this student debt relief package? Oh, that's right. Billions with a B, Bobby, billions of dollars on this student relief package. And how much are we spending to import oil now that we can't do it with Russia because of our foreign policy? Oh, that's right. Billions with a B. And what's the solution to all? Oh, we'll just raise taxes because the rich need to pay their fair share, right? That's all we ever hear from Democrats and liberals. Oh, we need to. Yeah, the, the, the haves need to pay because the have-nots shouldn't have to. Well, you know what's fucking funny about that is while we can't get this shit figured out, you know, Congress voted to give themselves like a 23% raise, right? Again, I could be off on the percentage. It was a double-digit raise. There's a way bigger raise than you and I will ever see at a job in a lifetime. And they already make more money than most of us do. They already make like $275,000 a year base salary. And apparently they can't be indicted for insider trading. That's why they're all worth millions and millions of dollars making a quarter million a year. Look at Nancy Pelosi and her husband. That's a great fucking example. Buying and selling tech and chip stocks right before the bubble bursts, making tons and tons and tons of money while the rest of us can't figure out how we're going to afford sandwiches. Guys, it can't be allowed to continue. It can't. We have to get involved. We have to be proactive. We have to be educated about these things. You know, um, and again, I don't want to sound like the Republican Party has all of the right answers, but, you know, at the very least right now for where we're sitting at today, it does seem like it is the lesser of two evils and they have their heads more squared, you know, put on straight. Don't make this here's and here's something else to talk about too, right? Is the abortion issue, right? The Roe v. Wade issue. I'll be honest, man. <clears throat> I think it should be a women's right to choose. I really do. I wouldn't want anybody legislating about my body. I really I really wouldn't. You know? Oh, well, you're you know, you turn 35 and you haven't fathered kids yet. So at this point, maybe there's gonna be risks of you getting somebody pregnant. So after you turn 35, that's it a legally mandated vasectomy. And then all of a sudden, you know, all the, every man, man across the country, whoa, 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 fuck that, you're snipping me. 
you know, which I think is probably the appropriate and and correctly measured response to that. Because we're not talking about, you know, forcing women to have their tubes tied or anything. However, we are talking about making abortions illegal. Now, it's not a black and white issue, and it's certainly not a easy issue to look at and discuss. Things like incest and rape, I think, obvious are obvious exemptions. Obvious exemptions. I, I will also say that I think that, you know, the ease of access is something to have a discussion around. Um, I think that having abortion on the table and making it so that a 16-year-old girl doesn't have to get parental consent uh, or have that discussion with her parents, you know, I think that that's an issue to some degree. Now, I'm not saying that at 16 years old, you should be for, you should be thrust into parenthood. I, I, that is not what I'm saying. However, it is a parent's duty, at least legally up until the age of 18, right? But if you're a parent and you're listening to this, you probably agree with this. You're there to help and guide your children through life. And we all make mistakes as children. Some of you listening to this may have gotten, you know, your significant other pregnant before 18 or before you were ready. It might have been an accident. And maybe you know better than most what this feels like. But as a parent, and I don't have children, but I would assume I would want to know, does, would that impact the decision? I mean, like, oh, yeah, we're definitely losing the kid. We're not, we're not, you're not keeping that baby. Or, you know, hey, maybe we have strong religious values. And as a family, we're going to take care of this kid together and make it work. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's kind of outside the scope of the issue. I just I think that to make it so that parental consent isn't involved further removes parents from the equation. And I think we already have an issue with that in society in that a lot of new parents would rather plug their kids in front of a fucking iPad or a TV or a computer than get directly involved with their children's lives and be accountable and have to teach them how to be decent human beings. That's also how we end up with a generation, you know, full of assholes that are keyboard warriors that want to tell each other how they should live their fucking life and how they know better because they're 19 years old, haven't paid fucking taxes, but they know what police brutality is when they see it. You know, it all, and this is just how, this is my opinion, and this is how I see everything rolls together, is that we are becoming, as a society, overall, less accountable for our own actions. And I think that that allowing these things to go into place where parents are even further removed from some of these like very critical and pivotal moments in life, and this is just, this is just one part of it, right? It's not the only issue here, but, you know, same thing with like the um, gender reassignment surgery. Oh, you shouldn't need parental uh, guidance for that or parental approval for that. Like, the fuck you shouldn't. There are documented cases of people who went out and got gender reassignment at 14 because they knew they were just, they were born wrong. They knew that they were supposed to be a boy, whatever. And then 10 years later, they come back and say, I wish someone would have stopped me. This isn't right. I, I, I mutilated my body. I, and hey, and maybe, you know what, when you turn 18 and you're an adult and you want to do that, like, hey, man, like, get down. You know, do what you want to do. Like, fine. Uh, I, I just, I don't want to see it forced on kids, and I don't want kids to be given the decision. Because, I mean, think back to some of the stupid shit we all did in high school, or middle school even. Think of this. Some of the, our biggest problems in life were fucking trading Yu-Gi-Oh cards, or Pokemon cards, or playing with yo-yos, or which girl was going to go to the dance with me, you, you know, and then when that didn't happen, it was literally the end of your life for two whole fucking weeks. Think about the maturity level and the decision-making skills we all had at that point in our life. And then ask yourself if that really should be a decision that we empower, you know, human beings with that intellect level and maturity to to make. That'd be like, hey, why don't you give your 14-year-old the ability to reinvest your 401k for you? 
No, fuck no, I wouldn't do that. Why? Because they don't know what they need to know to make those decisions. It fucking exactly. Like, duh. Those are two big issues right now, right? Those are two big issues that are being discussed during this midterm. Because it's something, I tell you, if we don't swing things back red, these are things that are going to be pushed through at the state level and at the federal level. Additionally, we I know here in Michigan, we have its proposal too, which talks about uh, voter equality, right? Or um, how you shouldn't have to show identification to go vote. Well, it's funny. So here's, I was kind of doing a little perusing on the old Fox News before I sat down to record this. And here's one for here in, in De- uh, the Detroit area in Southfield, a city I used to work in. A suburban Detroit official accused of altering voter records to cover up ballot handling mistakes in 2018 has pleaded no contest to misconduct in office. They uh, they put 193 absentee ballots in a container before running them through the tabulator. The container was subsequently sealed. So basically, they removed 193 names from an absentee, absentee ballot list to cover up a discrepancy between the number of ballots in the box and the number on the tabulator. And they pleaded no contest to that, basically admitting, like, yep, I... I did that. Oh, and what what political party do they belong to? They're a Democrat who immediately resigned this past week after uh, this all this all came out after they have the proof. So for all the people that want to sit there and say, "Oh, there's no election rigging. Our elections are the most secure in history. We've never had issues." Bull, fucking shit, bullshit. And if you, if I swear to God, if you're fucking looking at this, if you're listening to this and saying, "Well, it's only 193 ballots." It was only 193 ballots. I mean, that's for a, a local city election. Those get determined by tens and twenties, uh, you know, of ballots sometimes. To say that 193 doesn't matter, um, that's not true. Like, that's not true at all. And if it can be done there, it can be done at a higher level. And these are absentee ballots. That's another thing that's being pushed for. Oh, yeah, we need to make mail-in voting and absentee voting more accessible. It needs to be easier. Like, fuck that. No, it does not. It is your civic fucking duty. And I am so fucking sick of these old people that fly back and, you know, we call them snowbirds here in Michigan. They fly down and they live the winter months down in Florida. You know what? We vote at the beginning of November every year. Go fucking vote in person and then fly down. Or just move there. Or do whatever you have to do so you can, I mean, like, it, it's it's absolutely, oh, I don't want to wait in the line, so I just do absolutely, go fucking wait in line. I'll tell you what, I have lived in my home for going on six years now, I think. I've been living in this city for seven. I will tell you, I have waited in line for more than 10 minutes to vote maybe once. Maybe once. You have the time. You owe it to your society and your community to be engaged and to be thoughtful and to be thorough. Unless you have a life-threatening medical condition, you need to be in line to vote, and you need to be able to present a fucking driver's license or a state ID card, some kind of verifiable identification. Because otherwise, shit like this happens. You also have the state of Georgia going out asking the Biden administration, who sued the state of Georgia over, you know, uh, over their election results and everything. You have the state of Georgia asking when they're going to get an apology, which I think they deserve. They were the ones that were brought up in the media immediately after the election because, hey, we don't trust this. We, we, you know, this wasn't right. Something was rigged here. Something went wrong. We have problems. We need better voting security. They were, you know, and I, so many people went out and said, oh, well, that's, uh, you know, that's wrong. You're trying to restrict voting to minorities. You're trying to say, you know, block access. Oh, George is a bunch of racists because apparently 
voter suppression is only a black issue. You know, apparently that's the only the only thing that happens there is you suppress black voters. Ask Stacey Abrams. She'll fucking tell you. By the way, I don't think very highly of her as an educated individual. Um, I think that she's a pandering idiot. I, I think she said some incredibly uh, incompetent things, and I think she'd be a terrible leader for Georgia. However, you know, I digress. This is really important, you guys, at, at again, at a state level, uh, at a federal level, because there's some Senate election seats, things like that. Guys, go vote in your local elections and put in that, you know, we, we spend, think about this for a second. You know, because I know there's, there's people listening to this right now that will put in hours of time, hours and hours that amount to, you know, complete days of their life researching optics and light output and candela versus lumens and which one is better and why. And, you know, first focal plane versus second focal plane on a magnified optic and battery life and, you know, and uh, super fabrics versus 500D Cordura and all this stuff. We spend all this time researching in depth so we can build the best, most effective kit possible. And that's cool, man. Like that is super fucking cool. And I'm a lot of times I am one of those people. But we refuse to put any kind of time into researching our local issues, being informed on our local elections, or our state and federal elections for that matter. We refuse to put time into that. Some people refuse to vote. Ah, I don't vote. I just don't vote, man. I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter what I do. Um, If that's the case, I mean, A, you're wrong. B, uh, if you have lost complete faith in our democratic republic, then... We're worse off than we think we are, because I feel like there's an awful lot of people that say, I just don't vote. Ah, my vote doesn't count. Bullshit doesn't count. Take all those people and say, ah, my vote doesn't count. I I just don't vote. It's a lot of fucking votes missing. Even in our highest voter turnouts, which apparently this past election, with all the COVID and everything, oh, we had our highest vote out turnout in history, right? Which I, I personally think is because there were inaccuracies with the ballot recounting. That's just my opinion. That's just what I think. I can't prove that, you know, and I'm basically over it at this point anyways. That's bullshit. You think that people just hated Donald Trump. They hated $2 gas. They hated, uh, you know, historic stock market performance and economy that was a fucking powerhouse with the lowest unemployment numbers that we've seen in decades. You think people hated all of that so much that they turned out in droves to vote him out of office. You, that's that's what you think. You think people stormed our capital in protest, peaceful protest, by the way, because we weren't throwing bricks and throwing bottles and stabbing people and shooting people at, you know, those people that wasn't happening at the, the January 6th. I don't know why I said we I wasn't there. Uh, that wasn't happening at that protest. Now, you look at the summer of love and all the social the social injustice protests that were happening after, uh, you know, drug addict George Floyd was killed in police custody which was wrong. I openly admit that. I think that mistakes were made. I believe that the officer was out of line with a couple things. I have been vocal in the past saying I think that we we make a hero out of somebody that probably shouldn't have been, but that's not what we're talking about, right? Those protests that swept the country while we're all supposed to be in the house hiding from COVID, that was okay though. Those protests, we were all massing together in giant crowds, wearing masks, not wearing masks, doing drugs, whatever, those were okay, though. 
where people were getting stabbed and shot and trampled and beaten and people's homes were being vandalized and businesses were being burned to the ground. That's okay. Charges weren't levied for, weren't leveraged for those. People were released the next day. They were bailed out by, uh, you know, liberal politicians, by liberal celebrities and movie stars in Hollywood that started collection funds to get these people out because they're just doing the right thing by burning down American cities in the name of social justice. It's just, it's really upsetting, you know? So, again, what I'm saying here is that we need to be involved. The election, you got a week and a half. Well, a little less than a week and a half. You got about a week. Go research the issues. Look up your local news sites. Get the names of who's on the ballot. Go to those 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 individuals, right, that are running. Go to their websites and research their stance on the issues, in some instances, you may be able to attend one of their rallies or something or speak to them in public, depending on how small, you know, if there it's a local city election or a county election, maybe I'll talk to some of these people in person, maybe able to call them, call their campaign office, maybe able to get it, you know, send an email. I can tell you right now, I have zero faith in like senators from Michigan, whoever's up for reelection, if they are this time, um, you know, Gary Peters, Debbie Stabenow, like I'll, after the horrendous interactions I've had with them in their offices via email. I will absolutely not be voting for them ever again. And I think that's a huge problem is these career politicians that basically once they win their first reelection, people are so from, they're just familiar with the names. So people who are uneducated just, oh, well, things have been okay with them. So I guess I'll vote for them. They're the incumbent and they're there until they want to leave. Until something tragic happens, like some kind of controversy or scandal or something. And it can't be allowed to continue that way anymore. Like we owe it to ourselves to be more educated on how our... Uh, our, our, our community, our city, right, is is ran and where our money and our tax dollars go. We work too hard for our money to be taxed into poverty. And we're not there yet. A lot of us aren't there yet. But I swear to God, man, the, the democratic government model rests on taxing the shit out of the people to pay for these idealistic projects that don't work. Oh, yeah, we only have a bunch of drug addicts in these parts of town because, uh, you know, we need to pay for drug rehabilitation programs and counselors, not more police. But then once those drug addicts start moving into the nicer, more affluent parts of town, and then you see the you know drugs being being dealt and the overall property values come down, then all of a sudden everyone's concerned and it's different. You know, as a reminder, the Democrats are the ones screaming about defunding the police for the last two years. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing them reverse position. Oh, yeah, we actually upped police funding. Again, just like you can't take the jobs that you replaced after killing those jobs and say that that's jobs gained, that's stimulation of the economy. You cannot give funding back to police agencies and say, oh, we increased police funding. Well, you increased police funding after you spent the last two years slashing it. So you probably gave them, so instead of cutting their budget by 60%, we only cut it by 55%. And let me campaign on that 5% I gave back to them because I'm doing the things that conservative voters want, so vote me back in. No, it doesn't fucking work that way. And if you're ignorant enough to not see that, then, I mean, God help you. Seriously. I'm not saying we need to, you know, throw shitloads of money at our police departments, but in some instances we really do if we want better people to be out there doing our policing, if we want them to be safer. God knows I do. You know, I have a lot of law enforcement individuals that have been on this podcast and a lot of individuals that work and train with law enforcement. I have several friends that work in law enforcement, and I wish every one of them to come home safely at night every day. More funding can only help that. Better training, better equipment, 
better research, better understanding. Knowledge is power, and I'll tell you what, when you start cutting funding, you don't have ways to research purchases, and you start cutting corners on what kind of gear and you know, and things like that, it, it, it has a trickle-down effect. And that's not just something that you can throw money at it and gets fixed. That takes time to replace those things. It takes time to fix that understanding. It takes time to change you know, culture and, and understanding and conceptions at a training level, things we've talked about on this podcast. So, I mean... That's that's kind of where I'm at with things, you know. Like I said, I really hope you guys get out and vote. I think it's very, very critical. If you're listening in Michigan, I sincerely hope you get out there. And I know Tudor Dixon's not the answer to everything uh, for a governor. I think she would do a lot better job than Gretchen Whitmer. If you're in the remotely metropolitan Detroit area, you know how bad all of our fucking roads are. And now it seems that as we were two months out from the election, we decided we were going to fix the roads all at once. So it's literally impossible to traverse from one side of town to the other without having to use Google Maps and Waze or whatever to, you know, recalculate your course five times in a single journey. It's really fucking bad here. I would also like to point out that just because Tudor Dixon may have one view, because this is all the plays that she gets is around the abortion issue. Like, don't let them make this election a single issue election. Like, don't do it. The abortion issue aside, look at all the other things. Okay, And I'll also say that just because that's what her opinion is on abortion, hey, we still have a bipartisan state Senate, state Congress, right? So just because she feels a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that all that's going to get pushed through. Just like, hey, look at good old President Biden wanting to take all the guns, and we haven't seen that one go through yet. Despite the fact that it got voted through the House, the Senate has not you know, confirmed his drastic bill. Yes, for the first time in however long we have ahead of the ATF, Hopefully that all changes too, because we're starting to see a lot of these court rulings pushing back on some of this ridiculous shit that's out there. So get out there. You know, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. Do the research. Make up your own mind. Like, I'm cool with whatever you guys decide, but do the research. You owe it to yourself to be well-informed on the issues. All right? That's all I got for you guys. I have another interview coming this week. Uh, It's going to be a real banger. I'm pretty excited about it. Something that we've never talked about on this podcast with a returning guest uh, who's an incredible individual and has a lot of knowledge to share. So you guys will really, really enjoy that one coming later this week. But until then, get out there, do the damn research, work hard, train smarter. Like we always say here, be prepared. Be prepared.